When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like a Midas touch by the very first time, I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. Welcome to Too Much Money, the podcast that asks, does being a billionaire make you crazy or do you need to be crazy to be a billionaire? Which, you know, Joe, is really one of the great existential questions of our time. Um, I am Dori Shafrir. And I am Joe Piazza. And as we always like to remind you at the top of this podcast, we are not billionaires. We're not. We're not, we're yeah. not even close to being billionaires. Um Mm-mm. But, you know, I think that that, that gives us a, a, a unique angle into the stories that we, that we like to tell. Um, we have a really great story for you today. But before we get into it, I always forget to do this. And I have now made a note to myself to not forget. But we have an email address, which is too much money podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We love your suggestions, your thoughts, your comments, concerns. We love it all. So send us emails and yeah. So Joe, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Today, we are actually part of this conversation. I'm so excited because you know what we don't talk about enough on this podcast, Dory? What's that? Women. Oh, it's so true. It's true. It is so true i know i know and like while while the very rich people that we will be discussing today are not women in this episode we do get to talk about a really cool badass lady and it's so crazy to me i was thinking about this while i was reporting and researching this episode my general ovoir if you will uh-huh. is badass women like, if you were to ask me, hey, uh-huh. what's your beat? What's the through line of, of your novels? Also, everyone, everyone pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance. Just gonna, I want to be a billionaire, guys. I want to be a billionaire. The through line is strong, competent, badass women. And this is mm-hmm. the only project where we just talk about a lot of dudes. It's so true. So true. So true. 
And so today we we get to talk about one of those women. And I'm just I'm just giddy. You're gonna hear it in my voice, the giddiness to get to talk mm. about a cool ass lady. But first, I do want to remind the audience that billionaires like very specific things. They like yes. to find things. They like to find things that other people can't find, which is yeah. hilarious because the men in my life just lose shit. Like, Nick can't find his keys or his sunglasses. Charlie doesn't know where his shoes are. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that the billionaires love to find hidden and lost things, mm-hmm. that irony is not lost That's on me. So funny. I love no. that connection that you're making. <laughs> and I think everyone listening can feel that. I think everyone feels that. I do. Yeah. Billionaires also love a treasure hunt. And solving a mystery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you, what story, what historical story is the trifecta of all three of these things? Mm-hmm. Joe, this is tough. I want, like, is it... Uh... I don't know. Can I have a clue? Well, we've already said that this story involves a badass lady who did something, Uh who did something Uh very, very noteworthy and incredible. Ooh, and and it involves a search. Joe, I'm going to say this is about Amelia Earhart. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, my friend. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I know. Yeah. I would say that this is one of the big mysteries that people are generally obsessed with and mm-hmm. up there on par with who killed JFK. Mm-hmm. But yeah. by the way, who who killed JFK? It still confounds me that we like that we don't know that. Well, I mean, right. there. Well, I mean that that could lead us on a whole sidebar, a whole other ta- a whole other chance. Get, get us okay. down that road because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, people people are obsessed with the mystery of Amelia Earhart disappearing, and millions and millions of dollars have been spent to try to figure out what happened to her, both by the U.S. government and by private rich people. I know that most of us know the name Amelia Earhart, and we also probably know, you know, the the top lines of this story, uh-huh. but. Do you want uh-huh. me to dig in to what what happened to her? Just the I the, the nitty gritty. Yes, okay, cool. Please, cool. Okay, so first off, again, this is something people are very very into. If you were to Google the term Amelia Earhart disappearance, there's more than two point five million pages to go through, things to go through, um, and. Some of these websites are have valid information, and but most of them are filled with BS conspiracy theories. Wow. Yeah. This is also, I mean, not like this isn't just a mystery, but it's also the kind of thing that conspiracy theorists love. One of these conspiracies is that the Secretary of the Navy at the time was actually involved in the cover-up of destroying her plane so that no one would ever know what actually happened to her. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. I will say that later on in this episode, we we have there's breaking news about oh my the Amelia okay. Earhart disappearance. That's why we're doing this episode today. Uh, this week, it was announced that a commercial real estate investor from Charleston, South Carolina, believes that he may have found a clue about her disappearance, and it only cost him a cool $11 million to find it. Oh, my God. Money well spent. Money well spent. And also, Dory, his name is Tony Romeo. Of course it is. So wait, Joe, can we just can we just back up for a second? Um, yeah, of course. And and just briefly talk about like who Amelia Earhart was, you know, how famous was she at the time? What was she trying to do when she disappeared? Like, yes, yes. All right. Here, here I go. Here I go. I mean, I, I was I was doing a lot of sidebarring. I was. I was Look, usually I you're the sidebar. Usually you are the sidebar. OK, yeah. you are. You are. All right. So I'm going to back up. Amelia Earhart, like we said, badass historical lady. I have long been intrigued by her story. That said, I wouldn't necessarily search for her if I just had millions of dollars to fuck around with, but that's just me. Amelia, I think we're on a first name basis now, was born in 1897 in Kansas, just to put her, you know, in a time period. Okay. And, you. you know, right around the turn of the 20th century, we know very well that being a woman was not easy. Being an ambitious woman was was even harder. Now, imagine being an ambitious young woman who wants to fly a goddamn plane. I mean, I can't even like I can barely imagine that today in 2024. The, 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 <laughs> yes. I mean, the number the number of female pilots is remains very, very low. Uh, but yes, so 120 years ago, this was nearly impossible. And her own family, she she loved planes from a very early age. And her own family was even like, how about you don't do this? You know, there's just, you know, I we'd prefer you not to be a pilot. But she persisted. Nevertheless, she persisted. And she learned how to fly. And she... What was very, very good at it. She started setting a lot of records um, in aviation, and she became the first female she became the first female pilot to fly alone across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Huge, right? Huge. Yeah. I mean, yes, like I can't even I can't I can like barely wrap my head around that in that can, day and age. So transatlantic flights back then were not as as fast as transatlantic flights today right i mean how how long does it take to get from say new york to london these days 6 hours hours yeah something like that okay so flights back then were about 15 hours and it was also freezing and completely fraught because your instruments are are not not nearly as good as they are today. I mean, it's 15 hours in the freezing cold, pretty much convinced you're going to die the entire time. And don't you have to like stop to refuel? You did have to stop to refuel. Yes, okay. you could not do like there, you, you had to stop on like weird random islands to right. refuel. Uh, like this was not just like, oh, I'm just going to like just, you know, sit there and turn autopilot on. Like this was 
this was a feat, a death-defying feat, Mm -hmm. if you will. It really was. It was. And so, you know, because she did that, she did achieve a certain level of celebrity status. But that is not what she is best known for. She's not best known for being probably the best female pilot of her day. She's known for disappearing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she was about to embark on this huge around-the-world flight um, in 1937. And she wasn't going, she wasn't doing this one alone. She was going with a navigator. That's how these flights usually worked. You had a pilot and then you had a navigator who is like directing you where to go and how to get around certain weather and navigating you by maps, but then also by celestial navigation sometimes. I mean, again. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So on June 1st, 1937, Amelia Earhart left Oakland, California with her navigator, Fred Noonan, on a twin-engine Lockheed Electra plane. Do you want to hear a fun sidebar? I do. I once dated an heir to the Lockheed family. Okay. I did not marry. I did not marry this individual. Uh, but his mother was named after this plane. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what, yeah. what, was the, what was the name of the plane? The Electra. Oh, the Electra. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I don't think he listens to this podcast. Uh, if he does, he's going to be pissed because he thinks he's a very private person. But whatever. Fuck it. I don't care anymore. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, though. Just, you know, rich that, people being rich people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 So they took off from Oakland. It took them nearly a month to reach New Guinea. Like, that's how long this takes. And they had flown 22,000 miles, and they still had 7,000 more to go before they would be able to return to Oakland. To, to do a full trip around the world. They took off from New Guinea, and they had 2,500 miles to go before their next stop, Howland Island, where they could refuel. Like, you know, you had to refuel about every 2,000, every 2,500 miles. Okay. Okay. So the weather gets bad at this point. Mm-hmm. It's overcast. There's a lot of wind. Radio transmission gets really bad. And they clearly started having fuel issues because they did not reach their destination of Howland Island. Mm-hmm. What we do know is that at the very end, Noonan, the the um the navigator was trying was trying to use the celestial navigation navigating by the stars to try to find his way but it was too cloudy to even do that. Mm, okay. They fell out of radio contact with the coast guard. There was one last transmission where Amelia said their fuel stores were running low. The very last one was we're running north and south. 
that's it. That's it. Their fuel is low. We're running north and south. They were never heard from ever again. Joe, I I think this is a great place to take a break. Let's Let's take a break. Let's take a little break. And I I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, we, we are back. When we left you, Amelia Earhart and her navigator had just gone missing they were never heard from ever again Mm -hmm. this is 1937 Mm -hmm. you know we're in the midst of the great depression the country's not doing not doing great yeah but president franklin delano roosevelt still ordered a massive search for amelia Earhart that cost the government something like $4 million. Wow. Yeah. Which was a ton of money. A ton of money back then. I mean, this was a search that covered something like 250,000 square miles. It's huge, huge search. Um, The government is clearly spending money that they did not have. The search oh. went on for 16 days. It involved what? nine nine different vessels, oh 4,000 crewmen, and 66 aircraft. What? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was, the, it was wow. the most expensive air and sea search in American history up to that point, according to reports. But, yeah, I mean, even saying that, it's like, Okay, this is like the first, planes are still new, okay? So yes. it's probably yes. the first big 
yeah massive search in american yes. history but regardless there was no sign of them anywhere it was as if they had vanished into thin air and amelia Earhart was officially declared dead on january 5th 1939 okay the government the government decided that the two of them had run out of fuel and then just probably crashed into the ocean which also sounds sensible to me the ocean right. is big the ocean is very big I mean, I know that I say a lot of really profound things on this podcast, but no, no. the ocean, the ocean be big. The ocean, like we, we have, I, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. I know that I do not have like remotely a grasp on how massive the ocean is. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Just like, except both that it like, be big. Yes. Breadth and depth. Mm -hmm. Breadth and depth. Yes. Yes, both of those things. Both. Both of those so, things. The government says they ran out of fuel and they crashed. But even then, people didn't believe it. And there's all, all of these crazy conspiracy theories. We mentioned one of them. Uh, another conspiracy theory is that Amelia Earhart was actually a secret agent for the U.S. government. And like not just an incredible pilot. That she was a secret agent and that she was taken prisoner by the Japanese um, for trying to spy on the Japanese occupied islands. This is a lot. <laughs> no, there's more, girl. There's more, girl. So <laughs> this is a lot. There's another, a lot happening here. <laughs> another fear. Another theory is that Earhart reached an uninhabited island in the Pacific. Other theories include. That she was captured by the Japanese, but then she lived in Japan and became a wartime personality who went by the moniker Tokyo Rose. The Tokyo Rose broadcasts were how Allied troops referred to female English-speaking radio broadcasters mm -hmm. of Japanese propaganda. Um... And yes, we do believe that we know who is behind a lot of these, but people mm -hmm. still think that it was Amelia Earhart who was Tokyo I Rose. See. Okay. Yes. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. And the most bizarre of all of the theories uh, is that she secretly returned to the United States and took the identity of a woman named Irene Craigmile Bolam, a wealthy New Jersey housewife. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the theories that she was abducted by aliens. Wow. Because okay. those are there too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are there too. Mm -hmm. Amelia, because we talk about money on this podcast, my one of my favorite subjects, I do want to say that Amelia's estate never really benefited at all from, from all of this hoopla surrounding her okay. a few years i mean at least not in a huge way they did a little bit a few years after amelia Earhart was declared dead her husband george palmer putnam um approved a treatment for a film about her life that was supposed to be produced by rko and that he was supposed to receive seventy five hundred dollars which is not nothing back then but also right not a ton 
of money. Um, and he agreed to sign off on this uh, as long as there were not going to be any very obvious similarities between the film and his mm. wife's life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it it was eventually produced by RKO uh, and renamed The Flight for Freedom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's like, that's the long backstory here. She disappears. It captures the entire world's attention. Everyone's got a theory about what happened to her. And it's just the perfect setting for a mystery that has long intrigued very rich people. Okay. How are they exploring this? And is there like a a listserv where they all communicate like you know what I mean? Like are they are they all Have you heard have you heard of Reddit Dory? I have, Joe. I have. Yes. Yes. I mean, don't don't go down the Amelia Earhart rabbit hole on Reddit. I did it for you. As did Nick. I mean, we've said before that Nick loves a Reddit rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And even he was like, This is a lot. So, and so you have you you have the gamut from people who are just intrigued by Amelia Earhart and want to read about her. But a lot of people have actually put in the time and effort to go search for her in the big ocean and also on many islands in the Pacific where she could have crashed. Wow. Okay. So since 1989, there has been a group called the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery. Their acronym is TIGHAR. And sure. it is it is, you know, primarily led by a man named Rick Gillespie. And what okay. Tighar believes is that Amelia must have made an emergency landing on a stretch of coral reef um, uh-huh. off of what what has been been known as Gardner Island, which is just southwest of Howland Island, where they were supposed to land. And this group, Tighar, has raised millions of dollars in private funding to finance expeditions Mm. to these islands. And when you think island, I know that you're thinking, you know, white sandy beach, cabanas and daiquiris. These are rocks in the ocean. These are uninhabited rocks in the ocean. Right, right, right. It's not like you're going to Club Med. You are... (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You are scouring some, like, ocean rocks is what you're doing. So Rick Gillespie and Tighar, like, a lot of people are like, you're crazy. This is millions of dollars wasted. She definitely fell into the ocean, which still makes the most sense to me, again, because the ocean is big. Right. But some people have even praised him. Apparently, in 2012... Hillary Clinton recognized Rick Gillespie at a reception that was honoring Amelia Earhart and apparently in a letter said, this great adventure embodies the very hope, ingenuity, and 
boundless optimism of the American spirit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Does it? I mean, again, I mean, I hate to go off on a tangent, okay? But millions of dollars to search for a person who disappeared nearly 100 years ago, who we're pretty sure just fell into the ocean, or could we pay for kids to go to school or, or to feed children? What makes me more optimistic? That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about yep. that. Yep. 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 I mean, what gives me more hope? What gives me more hope? Yep. Um, and they've, they've found things that they believe came from Amelia's plane, but then later they realize, they're like, oh, okay, it just came from another plane that crashed on this rock in the middle of the ocean. Um, they also once excavated a grave on, on one of these islands. Mm. Uh, and so there were bones, but it was actually a baby. It wasn't oh. Amelia Earhart. Mm. Yeah. Womp. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and remember, when you're looking for this wreckage, it's tiny pieces of metal, right? That could be right. anything. Yes. Like another one of the things they found was another, was like a little piece of metal, which they were immediately like, well, this is definitely part of her plane. Right. But like, who's to say? Who is to say yeah. who is to say yeah. exactly yeah exactly now there but and yet people people continue this search tighar has mainly been searching on the islands they also do search search in in the ocean but you know they've been looking for remains on these rocks in in the middle mm-hmm. middle of the ocean mm-hmm. Um, oh, it, you know, it is worth saying that some of the former supporters of Tighar and Rick Gillespie think that they are hiding evidence. Interesting. And 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 the they is just. Tighar and Rick Gillespie, Tighar, Tighar. this organization. Yeah, right. they're saying, look, they're raising millions of dollars and I think they're actually hiding evidence from us because it's become a business for them even though they call it a nonprofit. Right, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, I mean when money gets involved shit gets crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and Gillespie has responded to to these complaints saying this is just the peak of a pissed off millionaire. Amelia inspires passion. I understand that. But my skin got thick a long time ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. She does inspire passion, which I think we should probably take another break here. Okay. And then okay. we can and then we can get into this breaking news about the wait. the newest the newest development and Tony Romeo. Tony Romeo. Okay. Tony Romeo. All right. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Okay. And now, now we're back. We are back with the breaking news in the hunt for Amelia Earhart. Like I said earlier, this week that we are recording this, it was announced that a commercial real estate investor from Charleston, South Carolina, thinks that he may have found a clue to Amelia Earhart's disappearance. And he has spent $11 million to find this clue. Wow. Tony Romeo is also a pilot, and he is a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer. He, last year, he sold his commercial real estate properties to fund this search. Interesting. Okay. I mean, can you just imagine being like, you know what? I'm just going to sell everything I own to search for Amelia Earhart. And that wow. brings me to one last sidebar, Dory. Years ago, I was in Scotland. I was doing a, a series of stories on a road trip with, with our friend Glynis. Uh-huh. And we, we drove up to Loch Ness, famous home of another famous mystery, the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. And yes. you know my favorite stories are the ones that I stumble on that I'm not expecting to find. Totally, of course. I found a gentleman who had been living in an RV next to Loch Ness for decades, who had sold all of his earthly possessions and given his entire life to solving the mystery of the Loch Ness Monster. Wow. Wow. Like I said, men like to be solving mysteries, okay? So anyway, back to... Tony Romeo. Tony sells all of his commercial properties. He raises all this money and goes on an expedition to try to find any evidence of what happened to Amelia Earhart and her plane, the Lockheed Electra, which my ex-boyfriend's mother is named after. Of course. He comes back with a sonar image of an aircraft-shaped object on the ocean floor, which apparently no one else has ever found before. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Dorothy Cochran, she's a curator in the aeronautics department at the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum. She's like a sonar expert, has said in many articles, this location is about right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and Tony Romeo has said that he is going to go back and try to get better images. This, I have a direct quote from Tony. This is maybe the most exciting thing I'll do in my I'll ever do in my entire life. 
I feel like a 10-year-old going on a treasure hunt. Okay. That line right there, it just sums up everything we've been saying on this podcast, that the obsessions of 10-year-old boys are what rich men like to do with their money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know, Dory. This it's a lot, lot to take a lot. In. This is a lot to process. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a lot to take it's in. And this is a story. This is a story that's continuing because so since Tony Romeo released his new evidence, all of the Amelia Earhart conspiracy theory boards and websites and all of these amateur investigators are going fucking crazy. Okay. So this new evidence is clearly going to bring in a gold rush of new Amelia Earhart investigations and stories. And this is, it's a whole industry now, which I think is so interesting. Wow. This is fascinating. It is fascinating. And again, it is, I mean, it's just... It's such an interesting example to me of what people want to spend their money on. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like if this is what you want to spend your money on, okay. But it it just, it feels so, like I can't imagine saying like, I'm going to like, I own, I have a commercial real estate empire. And I'm going to liquidate it so I can try to find Amelia Earhart's plane. Like, but I guess that like makes sense in his mind. Yes, I guess. I guess. guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, the, the, the other really interesting thing about this, this new quote unquote evidence that was found is that the sonar image looks like an intact plane. So it looks like a plane that is oh, actually just crash landed okay. beneath the water. Um, so it does lend credence to the original theory. She was exhausted, right? They can't navigate anymore. Mm-hmm. And the plane just flew into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when planes do crash land into the ocean, especially if you know that you're running out of fuel, they don't necessarily crash land in a dramatic way, right? I mean, you remember Sully and the miracle oh, on the I, Hudson. I do remember Sully. I sure do. So, you know, I mean, if you are an accomplished pilot, as Amelia was, you're landing on the water fairly gently. You're still out of fuel. You're going to sink. But the plane wouldn't necessarily break up. I mean, their search was crazy. They searched for 90 days. They searched 5,200 square miles of the ocean. Wow. Okay. Um, and they had um, an underwater uh, sub- submersible. Sum- they had an underwater submersible. We've talked about, we talked you know, about rich people. Rich people and their submersibles uh-huh. um, that was, was conducting this search and doing sonar scans. Uh, underwater. Wow. Okay. That's just all seems mm-hmm. like a like it's a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. 
Uh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, where do you kind of stand on all of this? Like, what is your personal opinion on the search and like it just i mean to be honest it just seems frivolous and silly to me uh it seems like a silly thing to spend money on uh and also kind of proves to me that it is possible to have too much money Mm -hmm. i think i think it is likely that she she did disappear into the ocean and that's a terrible thing and a terrible tragedy but is it a mystery that we have to solve for the good of humanity Nope. Right. I don't believe so. Right. I do. Right. I just think it is possible to have too much money. And what I hope is these millionaires are employing a lot of people to do these things uh, yeah. who would otherwise not be paid to do to, to do this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, sure. But yeah, I do. It, se- it just seems like a frivolous search to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, even more frivolous, I would say, like, I also think the billionaire obsession with going to the Titanic is crazy and frivolous. Right, right, right. You know, but like, even that seems like a little bit more interesting for the history that can be gained at the yes. crash site. Like, yes, what was yes, the life yes, like yes, for the people yes, who, who died at yes. the site? Like, I do think there's some archaeological significance to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is one plane with two people in it. Right, um, and like, ultimately, what does it, like, what does it tell us other than just being like, okay, case closed, which I guess is its right. own sort of like satisfying conclusion, but there's no kind of bigger. But there's no kind of bigger thing. thing. There's no yeah. bigger here, here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, that's, that's really, that's my, that's my big thing um, about it. I do, I remain fascinated by Amelia Earhart, but my take is wow i'd love to celebrate her life and the enormous achievements that she made instead of constantly fixating on her death oh joe i love that yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what i mean like as as you know women storytellers who like to tell the stories of fierce women like we want to celebrate her life whereas these men are like i just want to hear about how she died Right. And you're so right. Like, I don't know a ton more about all the things she did before her last flight. Because like you said, everyone has just been so fixated on the last flight and the mystery. And and I get that that is like more compelling, but it it is. You're right. It does like reduce her to this mystery that is ultimately like not what she represented it doesn't come close to like describing all of her achievements yeah i think that's a really important exactly point. exactly yeah and i think you could ask anyone right like we could do it we could do another tiktok poll about this mm-hmm. like what's the first thing you think when you think about amelia Earhart? and they're like disappeared and died in the in the ocean instead of being like the first woman to accomplish this the most successful pilot of her time right and and I would, yeah, like I said, I'd just much rather celebrate her life than than fixate on on her death. Yeah, I love that. Well, Joe, that seems like a good note to end on. Um, 
Like I said at the top of the show, please email us at too much money podcast at gmail.com. And Too Much Money is hosted and produced by me, Dorisha Freer, and Joe Piazza. And our music is by Lisa Brenner, our network partners, ACAST. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Like a Midas touch by the very first time, I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. Too much money for one person to control. Ooh, audacity will not buy back your soul.